HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by 818 Tequila, delicious and smooth tequila, meaning harmony with the earth. 818 Tequila, imported by 818 Spirits, Manhasset, New York. 40% alcohol by volume, drink responsibly. We talk about food. About music with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Hello, welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Aaron Bresnitz. Summertime is officially here, and that means we are getting behind the grill, and there's no better person to chat with than our good friend Dale Talday. His new season of All Up in My Grill is now available on Tastemade. He chats with us about what he's been cooking, shares some of his tips what he's got on the stereo when he's working the grill. And then we go deep into the archives and hear a live performance from Gurus, this really crazy, really inspiring multimedia project from Brooklyn. It's a really classic performance that we think you'll enjoy this Sunday or whenever you listen. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Snacky Tunes here on hrn.org. Thank you. 
Dale, so good to see you. Welcome back to Snacky Tunes. Always a pleasure to sit down with you. My man. Thank you, Darren, for having me. Um, you know, I love this place. I love being on Snacky Tunes. Uh, and it's good to see a homie. I know. Uh, we are on opposite coasts, but uh, but we got to, to We got to check in last week when you were in town. Nice little long, late meal at Mother Wolf. That was yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a pretty baller meal. Uh, pretty. You feel like, I mean, that, that you know... Uh, when when a bunch of chubby old guys go into uh, mm-hmm. uh, a hot happening spot, um, you you really it's a real it's a real reality check. Um, but when you know you know you're in a place um, with friends when um, the table is full and there's literally yes. no more room um, to put another dish, uh, that's when um, I know I'm back with friends from Brooklyn and we are eating the way we need to because uh, that's is that was exactly for like three courses. I did. I did make a mistake and order three different ice creams for dessert. Uh, and I, it, it was five. It was five. five but who's yeah. counting? No, we yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and shout out to Joy and Evan for putting us in the power table because we got checked out with literally everyone who walked by, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Who? Who is this? Who are these guys?" <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, I, 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 I think I put a pair of pants on for you, dude. It's, it's, uh, that's. It was you know, nice. No, no, no. It was nice. I appreciated it. Yeah, above seventy degrees. If there's, uh, if if I've got pants on, it's there. To, I'm there for. Uh, there's some meaning behind it. There's some meaning because, behind it because um, I miss my homies. <laughs> I know it's it's so great. And shout out to Kong for joining us. Uh, another another legendary eater from Brooklyn. Um, so look, uh, summer is here, and we're here to talk about grilling. I know we just celebrated Father's Day. I gotta imagine you had the grill ripping for the family. What'd you make? I did not. You did not. I did not. I did not cook on Father's Day. It was probably the first time in a very long time. My my wow. my my mother in law's birthday was two days before, and we went out to eat at some really funky little spot in um, Slotesburg, New York, uh, called Valley Rock Inn, uh, and it was actually really cool. Uh, a much cooler place than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I did not, man. Um, had I, if had I did, had, if, did. If, if I did. Um, there would have been, there would have been some form of paella, fideo-ish thing happening. Mm. That's like my jam, right? Chorizo, shrimp, anchovies, um, toasted garlic, onions, a little tomato, and then um, either uh, either rice or broken up um, noodles. That is my jam. So that would have happened, um, and. Um, probably some um, seafood, some whole fish or some lobsters or some Dungeness crab on the grill. Oh, I mean, I I, uh, I went all in on um, some seafood boils courtesy of my wife on Father's Day. Nice. There's something about uh, seafood on Father's Day. I know everyone goes steaks and that's that's fine, but that high-end seafood grill move is is really, really the power move on Father's Day. I, I think it's the it's – the, Celebrate. I mean, listen. You're if you're on a coast, right? You're right there, yeah. um, and especially for you guys on in LA and the Pacific, oh, it's yeah. like, how could you go wrong um, pulling dungies and and some of the beautiful seafood you have out it's, there? Some, go to Santa Barbara, prawns, uni, whatever have you. Yeah, just go go ham on that. So, I, dude, listen. I think, I think for the for the every you know for the person who's not confident on a grill a steak or the big steaks or what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think the level three or four move, right, is um, before you get to Mike Tyson is uh, 
is the seafood, seafood on the grill. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think my biggest fear is always on the grill is, is just like the timing. Like, I'm like, I have a general idea about heat now, but I'm always just like, I always feel like I go over because I'm afraid to go under. You know, I, I hear you. And, um, and that's where that intuitiveness and that's where a meat yeah. thermometer comes in handy, but also that's intuitiveness of like getting out and grilling, right? Like that's part of being out there. It's the tricks are like, okay, for seafood, right? Any seafood, I'd rather have it be under than over. Same, same. Any, right? So it's like it's whole fish on the grill. Things with whole fish, what you have to remember is, is leave some of the fins on because that's going to mm. tell you when the whole fish is done. Just Because they're going to get crispy? No, you pull them out. Oh. And when you can pull them off, they're done. The fish is done. There you go. It's such an easy move. You, you forget it because you go to the butcher or you go to your seafood guy and you're you like, hey, yeah. yeah, or you tell them, hey, can you cut the fins off of a whole fish, whatever, I'm going to make a whole fish on the grill night. But leave the, some of those fins on because especially the back spine of the dorsal fins, if they pull out, the fish is done. Yeah, I mean also presentation-wise, you want some of it to look fishy when you pull the whole fish on the grill. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean that's I think that badge of honor, right? You've got both sides of skin crispy mm-hmm. and it's still intact. I did, I did my thing. I did my Easy. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited to be talking to you because it is summertime. And we're grilling. I've definitely dusted it off uh, and pulled the cover off, especially this weekend and this week. But um, more importantly, you're back for season two of your show, A Taste Made, All Up In My Grill, which congrats. Excellent season. Uh, so much fun. And, um, you know, I think that there's just uh, even talking to you now and why I'm excited about this season is that uh, the level of excitement you bring to grilling and also the level of knowledge. Because it could be really intimidating. I, I imagine that there's a ton of people who have grills as as literally just decoration in their backyard. But yeah. you really encourage people to get out there and to try it and to make some mistakes. Um, what do you love about being back for a season two? What can viewers expect for this season? Listen, man. First, I'll shout out to you, uh, Darren, for um, you uh-huh. know I owe I, I owe I owe this. Um, it, this wouldn't have been what it is without you. So thank you first and foremost. Um, but My you know, dude, being, you know, for me, season two is about leveling up. You know, mm. we talk about level up, right? Level up seafood towers, like father's yeah. day level up was, it I was know. steaks when you, you know, when you first became a dad, right? It was a big fat steak. Now it's like we're rocking shellfish and seafood on, on a grill. For me, it's about, um, leveling up, right? It's, it's about making a burger, but not you're grinding your own burger. Like, mm. or, or you're putting your meat blends together, right? You go into your butcher and say, Hey, could you give me a, uh, a pound of, um, short rib, a pound of brisket, and a pound of chuck. Um, and then, if you have any dry edge fat kind of laying around, could you grind that up and you know toss it in there too? You those can. those moves, you know, it's those. It's being able to teach people those moves. And and um, listen, I'm a chubby kid because I'll say it, man. Fat kid moves, right? I got I got I got I got I got fat kid tendencies. So it's teaching. Um, it's it's showing people out there like, hey, you know. You don't have to be as uh, – you don't have to go all out. But if you do want to go out, this is how you go all out, right? Like the last episode was a Father's Day growing episode. If you want – you know, like we, when you cook steaks, it's usually steaks and then a, an A side, right? Or like a salad. It's like, no, why can't the – why can't a big giant salad be the main event in – Now, in- I, wrote, I wrote this when I was watching the cut. Um, and shout out to Hannah and Juliet and Allie and the rest of the team who helped put the show together. But I was like, this is, in all the years I've worked on cooking shows, the best salad I've seen. And what people actually want 
when they see a salad on TV because people think that they want like the 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 dainty greens uh. and the poached chicken bread and like that's fine. But this salad was a like let's go. This is an event. This is a this is as exciting as as the meat and and everything else. Yeah. Why does it have to? Why does you know? And that's why I think when people think of grilling or they think of it's it's just it's just it doesn't always have okay you get the grill going but that yeah. will help you get inspired to do other things while you're out there and hopefully when you're watching the show that's what it does for you but like this giant salad like let's have fun that's what the salad was all about was um it's like a charcuterie board of vegetable you know what i mean like it was like the yeah. charcuterie board of equivalent of of uh to a salad so that's we had fun with it and that's kind of what season two is all about let's level up and let's show some technique behind some things right the how to right it's not just about the recipe which the recipe is great but like you have a big thick three and uh, three to four inch steak how do you cook it how do you cook it um successfully yeah so that was kind of some of the the attitude and mentality behind it you know we always had themes behind it right they had you know sweet and salty and things like that yeah. and i just get to run with the ball but um yeah no i think for me the steak episode was probably one of the my, my favorite because it actually went further than just here's a recipe it's like hey if you have a big steak this is how you should cook it you know indirect cooking and then sear it really hard and yeah. or do this um you know this method that is like this, i call it like the peter luger right you sear it really hard slice it and then finish it in in a really hot pan um so that's what you can expect i mean people are gonna have the grill episode and there's been other grilling shows out there but how does yours differ what approach did you want to bring or what perspective did you want to bring to your grilling show you know, I wanted my growing show to be a little out there. Mm. I wanted it to be super unexpected. Uh, I wanted people to be like, I, you know, like, that's crazy. I mean, I wanted to have some that's crazy moments. I mean, I think for me, I love that about cooking. I think I look at people like Action Bronson. I look at people like Maddie Matheson. And I look at their shows and I go, you know what? This is the dump and stir for our generation. Mm-hmm. Right. This is our d- generation's dump and stir because it's not just the and listen, shout out to all the ones who did it before. Right. Martin Yan, Eleanor Gossi, everyone who has these shows um, that are just really informative shows that nerds like me. And I think you like we grew up watching some yeah. of these shows and said, hey, yeah. these are great. But how can we make them better? How can we make it more relevant and fun? And this is how, you know, you couple, throw a couple F-bombs in there, throw a, throw a chicken wing chain. Um yeah, just have some fun with it. And more importantly, do food that's unexpected. Yes. That's, to, for me, what was what I wanted to put into season two is more unexpected foods. Like our sand, I loved our sandwich episode. I thought our loved sandwich it. episode is sick. I thought that the idea of doing something unexpected, I mean, the, the grilled ice cream sandwiches was so much fun. Um but just also, and look, I'm the same way. Like I look at my grill and I'm like, all right, I got my piece of meat. I got my corn. I got a veg. And then I'm like, I'm out of ideas. And I like just the inspiration because maybe you're like, I don't do everything in the episode. Maybe I don't do everything. But like, oh, just a different way of, of approaching the grill. And that's what I really loved about, you know, your recipes and your approach to this season. Thank you. And that's what that was like really 
important. You know, when we do, when we talk about the feel, right, you talk about the feel of a show. We did it, I did it with you. What is the feel of the show? You wanted to have this, some moments of, and everyone says it, right? The unexpected moments. But like, this is for real unexpected moments. Like, oh, we're growing meatballs and making a banh mi. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever said that. A grilled, you know, grilled meatballs and put them in a banh mi on a grilling cooking show. So, no, uh, because I, you can go to a banh mi place and they always have like a grilled meat version, but no one ever thinks to do that at home. And it's super, it's it's easier than you think. Much easier, and it's about getting yourself ready. And listen, every it's easier said than done, right? Making getting yourself ready and all that, but it, it's the truth. Like, listen, have your stuff set up, right? Have your, you know, if you have an outdoor space, listen. If you live in LA, you can have your your little toolkit outside mm-hmm. all the time. If you're in a place like that, or if you're even inside, right? You have a little, you have an outdoor cabinet that you leave outside. Put your tools in there and leave it there. That's one less thing that you got to do. A squeeze bottle with a little bit of oil, your tongs, a salt and pepper, you know, and two pine containers, salt and pepper, and put that all in a tray and stash it away. So when you're ready to cook, you just pull it out and you're ready to go. So those are the moments that like will help make grilling more enjoyable. And listen, man, you're outside. Drink a beer. Have a beer. Light, light a cigar. Um, have fun. And that's, I mean, that's what, that's what I do. You know, that's what I like about being outside and growing. Put some music on, just, just kick back. Um, before we go to break, you know, um, beyond just like what you cook this season, having a season two is always so exciting because season one for anyone is just like, sort of like you're reaching around the dark, you put a show together, then you're like, okay, we got this up in the air, but coming back for a season two, um, what excited you the most? How did that feel to you to be like, we're going back and going to do this again? Because the people want to see more of of my food and me on TV. You know, I think with like with any season one to two, I think season two there is a there is a proof of you know you've already established proof of concept, mm-hmm. right? Um, the network generally will say this works, so let's put a little yep, money into sure. it, sure, um, sure, so sure. things can look a little bit more polished. Um, you know, your ingredients can get a little bit more lavish. I mean, it's all those things that look. You, it, what's exciting about filming, actually filming it, is making the connection to the people that you're doing it with. And when you make mm-hmm. that connection with the person who's behind the, the director, you know, all the the showrunner, uh, everyone who's working on the project, the sound guy, the you know, all the camera guys, that to me is par- part and parcel. Like, it, it's so much fun doing that, and you build a relationship, even if it's for five, six days, right? Yeah, you guys are in the trenches for like 12, 13 hours, just grinding it out. Um, that's what's fun um, to see the end result. Mm-hmm. It's also like building a restaurant, man. You know, you, yeah. you have so many of these calls, you build it together. You, you, you have an idea what it's going to be like, but until you see it, you guys see it before I do. But when, sure. when you see it like in its final product, then to me, it's like, Oh my God, this is more than what I, you know, I couldn't have never thought it was going to be this, this nice. Right. And look this great. Um, so that to me is like, you know, that's part of the, the whole feel of, of and being on a show and being on the season two is seeing how it differs from season one. Awesome. Well, listen, let's take a quick musical break. We're going to come back. I want to talk about some of the food that you make and uh, some of the grilling that you've been doing at your restaurant, Goose Feather, as well. We have a song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on HRN.org. Is it wicked? And can I lick it? Would you taste my bloody skin? 
Welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We are here with our good friend Dale Talladay talking about grilling season two of All Up in My Grill, which is currently airing on Tastemade wherever it's available. You know, you're Filipino, you really celebrate the cuisine. Um, and what I like about your grilling show is that, in addition to highlighting Filipino cuisine, you do pull from other cultures and food and things like that. You mentioned, um, you know, the grilled meatballs for the banh mi. What is it about grilling that allows for such an easier mixture of cultures and cuisines? You know what I think? And this is, this is genuine. I, I genuinely believe this. You will cook and grill, mainly grill. You will grill what inspires you and what comes easiest to you because almost you're, you're forced to because you're in a tech generally in a foreign environment, right? You're not mm. over your stove, right? So you're going to cook what's in, what inspires you. And um, I think for me, what inspires me is this Asian, the Asian American story. So that's kind of, and my, it always is this Asian American lean. So that's when we built recipes. It was always going to be about that. So, right. so I think when you're forced to like, Hey, you know, you're, you're on a grill, you're usually solo dolo, right? It's not like you got, fam helping you out right when you're cooking it's just you right. against the world right so and sometimes you want that sometimes you're like totally. i'll be i'll be out grilling period it'll be done it'll be done i'll, me, I'll be back yeah leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> but i think that's what helps inspire like your true inspiration right is that like yeah. hey i'm not i'm not in my element Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm only growing, you know, for us here, especially on the, on, on the East coast, it's like, I'm only growing from these dates, you know, June, to, June, to, like late September is grill, our growing season. Um, so, you know, you have to get those muscles, those, those grill muscles working again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, always yeah. to me, it's, it's going to inspire you the most because it, it already puts certain limitations on you. Right. It already, and then and even when I was on cooking competitions, like when I did top chef, it's like, whenever you were framed with an idea of like, this is what you have to do. You have yes, to cook within course. these parameters. It, it, it helps spur that, um, um, the creativity because your, 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 your back's kind of against the wall. So when you're doing, when you're grilling and, and you're sort of saying, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to prep. Cause I know that Sunday is usually, you know, a big grill day for you. Um, is it your plan? Is it like a no request DJ sign? Like I got this <laughs> yes. or, or can the family or who's ever coming over say like, Hey, those lamp sliders were great. And you're like, no, 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 no. This is t- tapping the no request sign. Mm-mm. 110%. It is a, <laughs> it is a, I'm going to, um, I'm going to find my artist flow. Yeah. 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 I'm going to find my Zen. Don't anyone bother me. And my wife knows that she's like, what do you feel like doing? I'm like, I'm going to grill. And she's like, okay, well, can you just tell me if it's meat or fish? Yeah. <laughs> so I can well, get I mean, my, yeah. Get the wine or the cocktail, right? Yeah. So I can, so I can just kind of get like, you know, get in the mood to eat something. I go, yeah, of course. Um, but you know, I, that will only be dictated by when I go to the grocery store. Right. What, mm. what's, what's like yesterday, you know, like I went by and they had Dungeons crab. Like that to me is like, Listen, if there's Dungeons Crab, live seafood, that's getting done. Done. It's getting done. So um, it's always – I think in, in 
you have to be inspired by where you're going, right? In the market, like whatever market yeah. you're going to go to, be inspired by what's there. That's what's going to tell you what's in season. That's what's going to tell you what you should eat. And it's super cliche, but it's so true, especially in this, like, listen, man, I don't live in LA where like you get two rounds of strawberries. Do you get, yeah. you know, your, your tomato season is basically all year round. I know, I know, I know. We don't get that. So when I, when it is tomato season, when I am at a farmer's market, I make sure to hit that stuff really hard and cook just that because I know it's going to be good and I know it's going to be, um, it's going to be, it's what I should be cooking and eating. And that's one of the things about grilling is that it really is highlighting what the produce is or what's available or what's fresh. I mean, you're really bringing out this essence in a very primal way, whether it's charcoal or, or, or gas, or even if you're doing open fire grilling, like you just want to highlight what's already good at the base and what's available. Yeah. You know, grilling isn't going to magically turn something that isn't great. Great. No, it's not like braising. It's not like, it's not like winter cooking where like you could hide behind time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And time and, and low and slow and no, it's like, Hey, you know, grilling, if, if you don't have a great brisket, and after 12 hours of smoking it, yeah. it's still a sucky brisket. It's just a smoky, sucky brisket. Like, Ugh. you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, not going to help. It ain't helping you. But, like, yeah, that's why you have to get, like, k- kissing something with some smoke and uh, putting a salsa verde on it or making a, you know, a delicious whatever. Um, Chimichurri. Yeah. It, it's simple cooking. Uh, but simple cooking is, and what everyone says, it's the hardest because you have nothing to hide behind. You, you really can't – I mean that's the thing is when you put that steak out or that whole fish or that corn, it's like it's there. You know, maybe you got some miso butter for the corn, but it's you better have nailed the cooking preparation. Yeah, and you know what? Let's think about it, man. Like even in the summertime, you don't – it's so relaxed cooking. It's like you don't want it to be too involved either, mm-hmm. right? It's about spending time with the family. Yeah. And I think part of the show is – the success of the show is 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 really making that a statement piece, right? Part of yeah. this is like we want you to cook. We want you to like – put some time and effort into it, but don't spend all day doing it. We want you to, you know, still be involved with your guests and whoever's there. Yeah. And now a lot of times if you're getting to eat outside and the weather's right, then you're cooking for them and everyone's up on the porch or out there and eating. And like, it's a very nice sort of fun interaction thing uh, where you can spend time with the family and go back to the grill and have different courses and, and fire things at, at different times. Yeah, totally. And totally. I mean, that's what, that's what, what uh, when you're leveling up, that's what that's what you do, right? When you level up. So, in addition to grilling at home, you also have your restaurant in Terrytown Goose Feather. Huge backyard, big vibe. What is grilling's role in the restaurant's menu during the summer season? Oh, it's so huge. Uh, we have uh, hardwood charcoal, uh, bicho chan grill. Um, we have. We now have new, two new pizza ovens that are both dual wood-fired and gas. Mm. We have um, two or three wood-fired uh, or charcoal grills just kind of out when we're doing events. But it's huge. I mean, we, anytime we can get – so we're going to do a thing. We're, part of the plan is uh, we're going to have a just a Bichochan grill just going. And, um, you know, we have, you know, a 40-foot garden here with tomatoes and peppers is that, you know, some of the – some of the giveaways and the PPXs and the VIP little bites that we're going to get are just literally us grabbing some tomatoes. Wow. 
and just kissing it on a grill with a little extra virgin oil and black vinegar and some of the basil from the garden and some other herbs that we can pull from here. And just making that a little bite for, you know, like, hey, you have some friends, you have some friends at a table or, um, you know, real, you know, real great regulars are here and we're just going to make them something from the garden. I mean, that's how simple we want to do some of the stuff here is just like, to me, that is summer. It's just speaking summer when it's a yes. lightly grown yep. tomato with, and, and, you know, your seasoning is super minimal. It's like seven, five or six ingredients and like, that's it. So. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about grilling at a restaurant versus grilling at home against restaurant cooking and cooking at home is that you can sort of get closer to restaurant grilling at your own home. A hundred percent. Especially if you're growing your own garden, if you have a garden, yeah. um, especially if you have, you know, and that's the other thing is, you know, what I'm hoping for is season three is that we can, we can branch out a little bit and stop, step away from all gas and maybe do a little charcoal grilling mm-hmm. um, and, and start, you know, leveling up, you know, level up, we leveled up food, right? Now let's level up technique and uh, cooking method um, and still have some gas because I think there's a place for gas all the time, right? You know, like Monday nights, you want to put a, a healthy, get a healthy dinner going, chicken, yeah. chicken breast or something. You don't want to have to fire grill and have to no. wait for it to get going. You just want to turn the gas on. But for those more special occasions, get that gas going or get that charcoal going, get that wood fire going, throw some sweet potatoes right into the embers and see what it does. And that to me is like the illest part of grilling. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing that you have different options and different approaches. Now, knowing how much you love music, I would be remiss not to ask what your grilling soundtrack is. What do you have on the stereo when you got the tongs in hand? An ice cold drink in the other. What's 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 coming out the speakers? Can I tell you what's really great? What what I'm listening to hard right now in summer? Yeah, is this Pusha T album. Mm. This Pusha T album might be the one of the hardest albums <laughs> I've heard. You know what I mean? Like to me, Pusha T has moved up, and it's like, it's not this overnight thing with me for him, right? It's no. been this gradual like. This like listen, every I listened to cli- you know clips and I thought like they were dope. Yeah. And I've listened to Pusha T albums, you know um, that disc that disc that disc track against Drake was like so hard, like you know. And you're always yeah. like, oh, this guy's a good rapper. But that album, the last album he just put out, was so hard. Um, so I listen to I'm listening to a lot of Pusha T right now. I am listening to a lot of um, older dancehall, mm. Chaka Demis and the Pliers, Supercat. Um, Buju Bantan, like the dance hall Buju Bantan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great, great grilling vibe. Yeah, man. Just a real, you know, because there is a part of grilling that I, is relaxed, but I also want to like, I, I just think that when you're too relaxed, then like sometimes you lose track of the food and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, be little, I want to be bouncy and like involved, right? Because food is a dance to me. I want to be involved. I want to like be constantly you know, you don't have to be touching and moving and pro- poking and prodding, but I want to be in the moment when that when I'm listening to, when I'm eating food, but I'm also or cooking food, but I'm also listening to music. Yeah. So you know, Bounty Killer, um, a lot of a, a lot of dance hall. I, and to me, summer summertime is reggae and dance hall. I uh, can't get I can't get enough of it. Oh yeah, I hear you. So look, before you leave, if you could share one piece of advice for people at home who want to up their grill game. What is it? One thing. Okay, this is my one thing for um, 
when you're grilling zones, you need a super hot part of the grill, and you need a part of the grill that is just warm. Mm. So, like, to me, when I see uh, – when you're grilling, color is flavor. And that's most right. cooking, right? Whether it's baking, it's searing, or whatever, color is flavor. Have you ever seen a braise besides, like, a Blanc de Veau that is, like, insipid in color? You know what I mean? All great food will have color on it. Um, so when you're grilling – have a hot part and have a cool side. And the hot part is to make sure that you get that beautiful color, that crust, the caramelization, um, that beautiful char you're looking for. And the cold side is for, or the cooler side, the warm side is for you to get the internal temperature of whatever you're cooking in that place. Amazing. Well, Dale, can't thank you enough. Season two, all up in my grill, out on Taste Me, where everything's available. Congratulations. Great to see you as always. Darren, brother, big up, Snacky Tunes. Thank you. You guys uh, have been a staple in my life for like the last 15 years. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. Well, we have another song from the archives and then a live performance from gurus from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on hrn.org. Don't get me wrong. I look like a palm, but we hit the conflicts. Then it gets on. I'm sweet as a yam, but please, if it's hands, then your whole corner starts ripping in gauze. We don't take breathers away for applause. Don't like to spend weekends away from my dogs. A scandalous age. We're handling things like fuck it. We're ripping the bandages off. I am a monster up from bog. A gently recovering bump on a log. I am a kick that goes bumping the night. The subtlest itch when something ain't right. And I don't know how y'all been feeling lately, but I feel amazing. I've been this crazy. My synesthesia's been really seeping in. Who needs reason when even breathing is a chore and everything is becoming a storm. It is a luxury just to be bored. It is an honor to me to be yours. Play the Lord. Praise the court. Our mother who art in heaven. You taught us all how to save ourselves. Give me strength. Bless my weapon, deliver the tyrant straight to hell. I am not without my flaws, but keeping you safe is my only cause. Sorry, but things have been pushing my buttons lately, and not one of those buttons is pause. Saying ambiguity, you are not new to me. Please don't be naive, child. Don't assume continuity. Experience fluently. Address tyranny truthfully. You are the chosen one. Your ascension is soon to be. Only then can we move with ease like two leaves in a cool breeze. They say that pride leaves us open to falls, but I felt so good I ain't noticed it all. You are my home, but with open walls. Oh, to be known, to be so involved. I mean evolved. I mean enthralled. Don't hide who you are. I need it all. I am a shield. So much worse for the wear. But I could be healed if I perched in your hair. So many sins, so little time. I would commit every one with you if you agreed to be mine. Lust, gluttony, sloth, wrath, envy, pride, or greed. I already have everything that I want, but you might be all that I You are all that I need. You're all in I need. You're all in I need.
I'm Chava Peribán, co-host of Agave Road Trip on HRN here to talk about 818 Tequila. 818 creates their tequila using traditional methods that a family-owned and operate distillery in Jalisco, Mexico. From the blue agave they grow to their recycled glass bottle, 818 emphasizes the Earth's importance in all they do. Their distillery runs on biomass and solar power, which means they don't rely as much on fossil fuels and are able to reduce their carbon footprint. Their labels, corks, and boxes are all certified by the Forest Stewardship Council as coming from sustainability-managed forests. 818 is a proud member of 1% for the Planet, through which they support HRN as well as Sacred, my organization in Jalisco, where together we transform agave byproducts and water waste into adobe bricks that are donated to local infrastructure projects, like a local library in Zapotitlan de Vadillo. Visit drink818.com to learn more about their sustainability efforts and find 818 near you. 818 has been part of so many magical nights for me, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. 818 Tequila, imported by 818 Spirits, Manhasset, New York. 40% alcohol by volume, drink responsibly. Welcome back. I'm one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. Uh, in studio today, uh, well, really in studio today, we have gurus. Uh, welcome all seven beautiful gurus into Heritage. The gurus are here. The gurus Hello. are here. Um, first and foremost, uh, who are the gurus? Gurus, we are a band from Brooklyn. I'm Michael. Let's go around the room. Yeah, let's take it around the room. I'm Jonathan. Play keyboard. I'm Steve. I play saxophone. I'm Ben. Play bass. I'm Allison. I play bucket. Uh, Brian. Drum kit. Destiny. Bucket. Uh, did you go seven years training bucket player? Is that how it goes? It's about how long it takes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any uh, any tips for aspiring bucket players or early missteps? <laughs> okay. Well, then, um, play hard. Play hard. Um, Invest in good buckets. Oh yeah. Is there like a, it, have you had like a bucket failure on stage? But yeah. Well, we found these all black buckets, and they they really changed our game. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, what's like an epic bucket failure that you've encountered? Completely falling off of the stand or cracking. Uh, or when they get stuck together permanently. <laughs> if you get different size buckets, they don't nest like Russian nesting dolls. Oh, I got it. And for transit, you want them to nest. These are all valuable tips. I mean, you're, you could be easy out like $10, $12 per bucket. What's a, what's a good bucket cost these days? Well, there was a really good deal on Uline. Uh, Let's put in a plug for Uline. Yeah, Uline, man. It's uh, about $5 for five buckets. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a really, really good deal. Yeah. So for aspiring street percussionists and others who need spackle buckets. There's like a real low barrier to entry into the bucket game. That's part of the idea of gurus and of street percussion in general and putting it on a stage. Yeah, let's let's talk about the ideals behind gurus because uh, there are many. Um, let's take with like what the gurus actually stands for. So gurus on its own is us. We are a group of gurus, right? Bringers of light. But then guru stands for the Gnostic urban reformation of unconditional surrender, which is the cult uh, about which the Guru's album and tells what, the story. And in, and we have a little bit of time, so we're going to get into this, but what is the cult of gurus? The cult, it's a collective. It's a group of, of individuals together in an urban setting bringing light, enlightenment into the, into the world and into our community. 
And what type of enlightenment are you offering to uh, future and current members? We preach mindfulness, right? And we believe in in community, togetherness. Um, we believe in the ideals of street percussion, right? Of like you said, it's a low barrier to entry. <laughs> Talk right? to me about the we marriage of mindfulness and street percussion, and how do those two intersect? Okay. Um, a lot of what we do, it focuses on repetition, you mm -hmm. know? So there's a way, a trance-like quality to our, our music, and playing the street percussion, it's repetitive, right? We play the same beat and build around it and build by subtraction and addition. And so it requires a certain amount of, of attention just to the task in front of you. It's not, about, it's not about elaborate composition. It's about building from small parts. Um, let's hear a song. Let's, let's get a good example of this. Uh, what are you going to play first? We're going to play a song called Believers. Okay.
Talk to me about unconditional surrender. Okay. <laughs> so, the idea of this is a lot of times we go through our life, we're trying to make decisions about the future, we're thinking about the past, we're caught up in a belief system that puts us at the center of the world, puts our technology at the center of our universe, the way we connect to other people through technology, what other people are doing, right? Where we are in, in that nexus. Unconditional surrender is about letting go of all that. Unconditional surrender is about surrendering absolutely to the power of community, to the power of being together, making something together, and shedding some of the really destructive tendencies around, you know, status and trying to achieve meaning in our world by how many likes we have on our our Instagram feed, how many how many likes we get, and the status we get from uh, from things that are not rich with meaning, right? I understand. Not uh, gaining any sense of value from things that are intangible or not actual things. That's right. So how did gurus, gurus grow into a seven-piece? Or how did you know that this was the right number um, for the band? The number chose us. We started out. We started out with just a few people. I put these songs together, built them from layers of buckets and other pieces of street percussion, scraps of metal, building on top of that. And when it came time to really develop the songs, it took the number of people it took to make the sound. And so, seven, it's been six, it's been eight, we've settled at seven and this feels good. You know, this makes the sound we need to make. And I know that right now we just have four buckets in the room, but what are some of the other percussion forms that you uh, use in the show? So, we have a piece of metal from a car, we have some some dishware that we've gotten at the dollar store, we have as you see, the um, trash can lid, we've had that piece since a much older incarnation, an old band called Rahim, it's the same trash can lid. Is it really? Yeah. I saw Rahim play when I first got here. What I got where? Uh, to New York. I remember, did you work on Current TV? That was my brother. That was your brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that venue on Rivington that doesn't exist anymore that you guys played at? Rothko. Yes. That's where I saw That's it. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's amazing that it's traveled all the way uh, through all the band incarnations. And it's and a good sound. One more time. That's good. As Phil Sutton, its orig- original owner, said, it sounds better than a china. Oh, okay. Um, let's, <laughs> uh, let's hear another song. This one's called Man and Beast. Thank you. 
So your first single uh, out in January is the first song you played for us. Uh, how did uh, how did that come into being, or what is the songwriting process? I know it starts with you, but how does everybody else get layered in um, to the final the final song? The songs have come out a, a number of different ways. So I built a lot of them um, in a basic way, in a repetitive way, with loops, and uh, then I've brought the other players in you know I'll bring Jonathan in to layer on textures with the synthesizer I'll bring in Ben or um, another bassist we've worked with Chris who wrote a lot of the pieces on the record Um, so it's a process of layering Steve will put on some of the noise on the saxophone or things he hears when he's when he's listening back to it. So it starts from, like I said, kind of a repetitive basis, and then we build on top of that. It's kind of amazing. I mean, it's almost instantly hypnotic, but the time, the, the length of the songs is... I mean, I feel like if you played that last one for 10 minutes, I would be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are you asking us to play that for 10 minutes? I mean, I think... I don't know what kind of time we have no, here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it, it seems like the way that it's like it does build the repetition and then edit it down to like a really interesting way of like a, a drone. Okay, we, we agree we'll play it for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is where it changed. But, I, but I'm wondering in like the editing process, like, like something of conscious of time length, um, especially with the idea of like no distractions and no kind of like outside influence, how that crafts like the type of and the length of the music that you're making. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think a lot of these could go on and on. It's like you say, it has a sort of hypnotic um, or mystical quality and the drone of it kind of brings something out the longer you listen to it. At the same time, you know, to give too much of that like if you listen to certain George Harrison or (laughs) (laughs) we're more tomorrow never knows than late George Harrison. Fair enough. Right. It has to be something you can take with you. I think not to pander to a short attention span, but to make it something that, that you can use in your life. Yeah. I don't mean in the pandering of a short attention span. I think it's like, it's actually what drew me to the music is that you can achieve that in such like a, you would just put the record on repeat. As opposed to a song that, like, you know, dictates the, the length of time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, so what's, uh, what's coming up next? The single's coming out and then the record? Yeah, the single will come out in January, and we don't have a set date for the record, but we're going to do some shows around the single and take it from there. What is, like, an ideal uh, guru's fan? Uh, we can say, look like... And then uh, appreciate, and then uh, on their reading list. We can do it in any of those orders. 
Wow. I think we have to call everybody in for that. Yeah. What, what do they look like? Yeah, first one. So <laughs> they have wolf wolf fur, wolf whiskers, um, a leopard pelt. Help me out here. Reversible yeah. knees. Forearms. Their knees are bent backwards. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. To borrow like from from, yeah. <laughs> that's right, hooves, cloven hooves. They don't have to be goat hooves, but goat hooves are preferred. Yeah. To borrow from Destiny, it's a chimeric creature. Okay. Um, I can't remember what my second question is, but what are they? Uh, what do they read? Or what? Or I'll, I'll change it. What is like necessary reading um, before attending your first Guru show? UnconditionalSurrender.org. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The manifesto website is it's beautiful. Thank you. It's really well done. Thank you. We spent good time on that. Yeah. Usually, like, um, one interview, I was like, I can usually, like, digest it in a short amount of time, and I really had to, to dive uh, deep in that. I got kind of lost a little bit. Good. Yeah. So, so did I when I was making that. So. Yeah. I that can Steve. It's nice to see that you came back from the edge. Yeah. That's it's it's like the songs though. There are, there are a few simple things there, but they bear repeating. Yeah. So unconditionalsurrender.org is required reading. Um, we'll have a pamphlet coming out to accompany it. I'd recommend some Thomas Merton. Okay. For our listeners. Anybody That's else? What I'm reading now. I'd say anything by uh, Jeff Vandermeer. I'm. Oh, amazing! I have to second that. That took me for like a weird ten days. Last oh year, God. yeah. I just want to keep on reading it over and over again. That's really, yeah, it's good. Um, I want to make sure we have time for one more song, and you can let this one fuzz out if you, uh, if it. you so desire. But um, where can people find more information? Where can people join? Where can people uh, know about the single release, etc.? You can go to gurusmusic.com or unconditionalsurrender.org to learn about the music, gurus, and the philosophy unconditional surrender okay well uh, big thanks to uh, our guest today big shout out to Liz for sticking it out as well thanks Liz appreciate it thank and you so much for having us yeah here. thanks for uh, coming on in here this is and that and the drum can cram from, in no this is great I mean it always it's always interesting to uh, see how far we can push the studio and shout out to the trash can lid from Raheem didn't think I'd see that again in my life but there it yes. is um, and what's the name of the last song all around okay uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.
program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you.
Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.